to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. come before the Lord to hear his word. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you, Lord, for this moment, for this opportunity to come before you to hear your word. I pray, Lord, that you give us of your spirit to guide us into all truths. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful. Holy Spirit, anoint my lips, that the word that shall proceed out of my mouth shall not be of man's wisdom. And let it be the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we are still in our status 527, and we are, we've been talking about faith. Last week, I shared with you that faith is prayer, and prayer is faith. And um, I was blessed by the message. And um, today we want to continue sharing on faith. And today our topic is faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Amen. Once again, I'm sharing from Faith Secrets by our prophet, our daddy, Bishop Dagwood Mills. Um, Faith Secrets. Um, So faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Okay, so this is what we are talking about. Obedience is faith. Obedience is equivalent to faith. So are you a man of faith and power? That is a question. Mm. You know, are you a woman of faith and power? Now, obeying God makes you into a man of faith. If you obey God, it makes you a person of faith, a man of faith, a woman of faith. So faith is equated, or faith is, is, is equal to obedience mm-hmm. in the Bible. In the scriptures, faith is equated to obedience. So a man of faith is a man who walks in obedience. Amen. When we say you are a woman of faith, it means you walk in obedience. It is not that you proclaim that I am a man of faith or I am mm-hmm. a woman of faith, okay? That Bible's definition of that, or how the Bible looks at a person of faith, is that you walk in obedience. So if you obey the call of God upon your life, you are a man of faith, or you are a woman of faith. So you cannot fulfill your ministry without walking by faith. No one can fulfill his or her calling by not walking in faith. So to walk with God, whom you cannot see, you must have a lot of faith. If you are going to be a minister of God, you are going to preach the word of God, you are going to wait on God to hear his word to minister, then you must be a person of faith. You must be a man of faith. You must be a woman of faith. Your instinct, your feelings, the visions that you have, your dreams must mean something to you. It must, you cannot just say that you slept deeply and you were thinking of certain things. And so that is why you are dreaming. You have to be a person of faith. You have to be a man of faith if you are working with God. 
because God can visit you in dreams to speak to his children. Amen. You understand what I'm sharing with you or even direct your own personal life. Mm. So faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Amen. Faith is equal to obedience. So who has faith? Who is a person that has faith? Okay, that is a question to you. Do you have faith? Well, then I'm telling you that an obedient person is a person who has faith. Amen. Obeying God is the exercising of your faith. Okay, so I'm showing you a lot of things that will increase you in faith. Amen. Showing you a lot of things that will make you a woman of faith or a man of faith. Amen. Okay, so if you are obedient, you are a man of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are obedient, you are a woman of faith. If you obey the word of God, you are a man of faith or a woman of faith. So Christians must have value to understand value for the need to walk by faith. That walking by faith is something that is very valuable to a Christian. Amen. To live by faith is something that must be very valuable to you. Hallelujah. So Christians must value the need to walk by obedience or to live your life by obedience. Amen. Amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. If you obey things that God tells you to do, then you are a man of faith or you are a woman of faith. Amen. If you hear the preaching of the word of God and you cannot accept it literally, you cannot accept it literally as God speaking to you, you are not a man of faith or you are not a woman of faith. You are teaching. When you hear the word of God, you must accept it literally as God speaking to you. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, and if you right. cannot do that, then you are not a man of faith. Because that is how God speaks to us, through his word. And a man of faith or a, a woman of faith is one who hears and obeys. Amen. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Many Christians hear the word of God and it is just another nice message, period. That's why it stops. You hear the word of God and it's just another nice message that was shared. It does not go any further than that. It does not have any other effect. Mm. But it just stays like that. Do you see? Many Christians do not obey the word of God. Mm. They just don't obey the word of God. They enjoy hearing it. They will clap. They will say amen. They say it's powerful, but they do not obey the word of God. You are preaching. Let's see. Hallelujah. Many Christian lives are not affected by the word of God. Forgive us. They are not affected by the word of God. Sometimes you even wonder why some people come to church to hear preaching. You wonder. You wonder, is it for company? Is it for, you know, friendship? Is it for association? They, they just come and there's no change. They come in and they live the same way as they come in. There is no change in your life. There is no change. There's no effect of the word of God upon your life because you don't have faith. You don't obey. You don't obey because you don't believe that this is the word of God. You don't believe that God is speaking to you. And so your attitude is the same. Your heart is the same. Your mindset is the same. Nothing is changing about you. There's nothing that has changed as long as you have been hearing the word of God. Nothing has changed. 
You know, there's a scripture in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 46 and verse 9. There's, there's a scripture that is very interesting. It says that you cannot come in the presence of God and leave the sin. Look at that, Ezekiel 46 and verse 9. Can you give me that scripture? Just a moment. Ezekiel 46 and verse 9. It says, when the people of the land come before the Lord at the appointed feast, whoever enters by the north gate to worship is to go out through the south gate. Do you see? So it is a symbol that you can come to God and live the same way, back the same way again. Wow. This is whoever enters by the north gate to worship is to go out the south gate. Not that the south gate or the north gate is not an exit. It's not that you can go out through the, south, the north gate again to go back home. Because look, and it says, and whoever else enters by the south gate is to go out by the north gate. No one is to return through the gate by which he entered. Means that don't come before God and go back the same. Mm, it's deep. Don't enter into the presence of God and live the same way. The same way. Wow. But each is to go out the opposite gate. It means that when you come before the Lord, something should change. The way you walk should change. The way you think should change to the opposite. You know, God should have some effect on your thinking, on your decision making. There must be some effect. But you have become like a duck, you know. Water falls on you and then you just shake it off like nothing has happened. You can never make the duck wet. <laughs> the word of God can never wash you. It can never make you wet. It just falls on you. It falls on you and then you just shake yourself and then it just splatted off. Mm. Say mercy to you. Mercy on me. Oh, mercy on me. You have made some evil and wicked decisions and they have remained the same. It cannot change. Not affected by the word of God. Mm. Not affected by the word of God. You make a decision and the word of God has no effect on it. No matter how it is preached, no effect on it. And you call yourself a man of faith or a woman of faith. No. Isaiah 55 and verse 11. Isaiah 55 verse 11, you see? So, you see, it's not that there's no power in the word of God, but it works only in obedience. Amen. The word of God works only in obedience. Amen. Isaiah 55 and verse 11, it says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. Mm. It shall not return unto me void. Amen. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Amen. So if you have any thinking, any decision that is against the word of God, you cannot accept that it is accomplishing what God pleases. Mm. It says, it's word. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. When the word of God is preached, when it goes forth, it says, it shall not return unto me void. It shall not come back the same way without accomplishment, but it shall accomplish, it shall accomplish that which I please. And whatever God pleases is what is in his word. Amen. And so if you have a decision, you, have, you are planning to attack someone, you know, someone has wronged you and you have vowed to pay the person back and the word of God is against that and the word of God is saying, 
Pray even for your enemies. Pray for those who hate you. Love those who hate you. And this is what your plan is. Then it's not accomplishing what the Lord pleases. Mercy. Mm. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? Yes. He says, but they shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where to I sent it. So anytime you come in the presence of God, he is sending his word to accomplish something in you. Mm. Say amen. Amen. You don't like my message. Oh, we love it. It's a boom boom. So I'm going to show you, you know, we are going to look at a few examples to show that obeying God makes you a man or a woman of faith. Okay. So number one, it says the Israelites' disobedience to the commandment would have been faith in action. The, the Israelites' disobedience, the, the Israelites' obedience, their obedience to the commandment would have been faith in action. That means if the Israelites had obeyed the commandments of God, it would have been faith. It would have been a demonstration of faith. So let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 9 and 22 to 23. Deuteronomy chapter 9 and verse 22. It says, And and at Tibera and at Massa and at Kibroth Hatava, he provoked, ye provoked the Lord to wrath. He provoked the Lord to wrath. Likewise, so these places, it says when they were at Tibera and at Massa and at Kibroth Hatava, they provoked the Lord to wrath. Likewise, when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, go up and possess the land which I have given you, then ye rebelled against the commandments of the Lord your God. Mercy. And ye believed him not, oh. nor hearkened to his voice. Mercy. Hallelujah. Do you see? So he says, and when he, likewise, when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, go up and possess the land which I have given you, then ye rebelled against the commandments of the Lord your God. You rebelled against it. And ye believe him not, nor hearken to his voice. So you see here, this, the disobedience is linked to their lack of faith. Wow. Says, ye rebelled against the commandment of God. And you believe him not. You have no faith in him. So you ask yourself, who will not go and possess the land that is promised to him? Mm. Who will not go? If I promise you, if I tell you, look, I have bought a land upstate New York for you. I have bought mm. a piece of land for you. Very precious. Mm. Or I have bought a land for you on Long Island. Mm -hmm. So just go. The papers and everything is in the office by some place, you know, the land, whatever seller, or maybe the tax office, something. Just go, take your ID, just go and possess the document, possess the land. Do you see? And you refuse to go. You refuse to go, and not even that, but then you turn against me. Mercy. 
you rebel against the same person who is promising you that I have bought you this land, then the only explanation that I can give is that you didn't believe my words. True. Isn't that so? Yes. You didn't believe my words because if you believe it, that I have bought a land and I have given it to you, I have prepared everything, go, just go and possess it. And you refuse to obey my commandment. My commandment sending you to that place, to sending you to Long Island to go and possess the land. Then it means that you did not believe my words. True. And then you disobeyed me. So your lack of faith led to your disobedience. Wow. So faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Number two. When you do not believe, you are disobedient. Hallelujah. Amen. When you do not believe, you are disobedient. First Peter 2, 7 to 8. First Peter. First Peter chapter 2, verse 7. It says, Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which is disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and the stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Hallelujah. Do you understand it? So what he's saying, he says that unto you, therefore, which believe, Unto you who had faith in him, he is precious. You who have faith, he is precious. Or you who believe, he is precious. But unto them which is disobedient. You see, so he's talking about the opposite of another group. Yes. And he could have said, and unto them which do not have belief. Or unto them which do not believe. But he says, but unto them which be disobedient. That means the opposite of the belief is disobedient. That's true. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, ma'am. So the opposite of belief is disobedient. You know, let's look at it. Let's look at it from the Common English Version. Do you have the Common English Version? I don't think so. If you don't have it, I'll read it to you. Um, let me open the Common English Version. Okay, let's read from verse 6, if you have that. Um, oh, oh, sorry, the contemporary English version, the contemporary English version, CEV, the contemporary English version. It says, it is verse six. I'm reading from verse six. It says, it is just as God says in the scriptures, look, I am placing in Zion a choice and precious. Mm. Okay. I am placing in Zion a choice and precious cornerstone. Mm. No one who has faith in this one will be disappointed. Amen. You see, no one who has faith in this one will be disappointed. You are followers of the Lord, and this stone is precious to you. Do you see? But it isn't precious to those who refuse to follow him. Then he says, they are the builders who tossed aside the stone 
that turned out to be the most important one of all. Mm. They disobeyed the message and stumbled and fell over the stone because they were doomed. Do you see? Then he says, but you are God's chosen and special people. You are a group of royal priests and a holy nation. God has brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now you must tell all the wonderful things he has done. Hallelujah. Amen. Because of your faith, because of your faith. You see, he said, because of your faith, this stone is precious to you. This cornerstone is precious to you. But to them that believe not, or to them who are disobedient, they overthrew this cornerstone, and it became a stumbling block to them. And they stumbled over and fell. Mm. But to you who believe, he says, it has become a precious stone, and you have become God's chosen special people, special people, God's chosen people. May you be included in God's chosen people because Amen. of your obedience, Amen. because of your faith. Amen. Faith is obedience, and obedience is faith. And you are being included in God's choicest people, God's chosen, Amen. God's precious people. He Amen. says, you are a group of people, a group of royal priests. You are a royal priesthood mm. and holy nation. You are set aside because of your faith, because mm. of your faith, because of your obedience. God has brought you out of darkness. You are coming out of darkness. Amen. I say you are coming out of darkness. Amen. And what is bringing you out of darkness is your obedience to accept this cornerstone that God has given to you. Can I have an amen? Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. So when you do not believe, when you do not believe, you are disobedient. Wow. Okay. Number three, when you are walking in faith, you obey what you are told. Mm. When mm. you are walking in faith, you obey what you are told. You are preaching. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8. When you are walking in faith, you obey what you are told. Hebrews 11 verse 8. He says, by faith. Say by faith. By faith. Say by faith. By faith. He says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Do you see? Obeyed. Mm. Abraham is a symbol of faith. Abraham has become the father of faith. And it is because of his obedience. By faith. He says, by faith, Abraham. By faith. You see, when you obey, you are obeying because of faith. You don't obey because you lack faith. Yeah. When you are told, when the word of God instructs you to do something, you are doing it because you have faith. Mm. And your lack of faith is what causes your disobedience. Do you see? So he says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went. Amen. Not knowing whether he went. Mm. He didn't even know where he was going. He didn't know where God was taking him. He didn't know where this call was leading him. And it's more like he was a single man who could take risk. Do you see? 
he went with his family. Wow. He went with his wife. Wow. He says, by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles, which Isaac and Jacob, the highest with him of the same promise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Common English Version says, Abraham had faith and obeyed. <laughs> it says, Abraham, the contemporary English version. I don't know why I keep calling the common English. The contemporary English version. It says, Abraham had faith and obeyed God. Amen. He was told to go to the land that God had said would be his. And he left for a country he had never seen. Mm. Wow. Because wow. Abraham had faith, he lived as a stranger in the promised land. Wow. He lived there in a tent. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who were later given the same promise. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, I mean, look, you, if we were told to move to another state, you will first ensure that there is a job. Okay? There will be an apartment that you can afford. Mm. And you even ensure that there will be someone that you know who can show you to some African market or some <laughs> some 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 place like that to buy your local type of food. <laughs> you want all the security to set in place before you go. Sometimes when you are asked to go to a place, the first thing you ask is, is there an African market? Mm. That's why that's what okay. Because, you see, you can't live by faith. You cannot live by faith. You can't move there by faith. Hey. You don't even ask about church. <laughs> but Abraham, by faith, he says he sojourned in foreign lands. He sojourned in foreign lands. He left his home country to go to a place that the Lord was promising him. And he didn't know. He didn't have any idea hmm. what it was. You are preaching. Wow. So obedience is faith, and faith is obedience. Amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. amen. And uh, my last point, my last point, not obeying and not trusting are one and the same thing. Forgive. Not forgive. obeying and not trusting are one and the same thing. Okay? So not obeying is the same thing as not trusting. Okay? So if I am counseling you, for instance, or I am sharing something with you and I use the scriptures to share with you and you still do not obey, it means you don't trust the scriptures. You don't believe in the scriptures. You don't have faith in the scriptures. Mm. Do you understand? You cannot be set in your mind and your heart about your own wisdom. In this world, you cannot lean on your own wisdom and your own understanding. How old are you? Oh, Even how old are you? What do you know that you think that your wisdom is excellent, is perfect, is without flaws, that your understanding is without flaws, and you don't subject it, allow the word of God even to touch it? How long have you lived on this earth? Right, 14 decades. And the one who made the heaven and the earth, the one who made you and placed you in the heaven and earth, is saying that he should guide you by, your, by his word. He says, do not lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own wisdom. But in all of your ways, subject it, subject it in all of your ways. Acknowledge him. 
Acknowledge the word of God. Let the word of God have some effect on you. Let the word of God be, just compare your thinking, your decision to the word of God and see that it is at least inclined to match with the word of God. Mm. You are preaching. I tell you, if you lean on your own understanding, I can promise you with all certainty, if you neglect the word of God and you lean on your own understanding and your own wisdom, I can promise you with all certainty that you will fall. You will fall and you will rise and know, you will come to know that the word of God is true. It is true. It's perfect. It's no flaw. The word of God, the Bible says, is flawless. It Mm. is flawless. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when you don't have answers, when you don't know something, the best place to turn to is the word of God. When you are making any decision, the best place to turn to is the word of God. You just have to ask yourself, this thing that I'm doing, what does the word of God say? Mm. What does the word of God say? And if the word of God is contrary to what you are doing, then my brother, my sister, just change your mind. Amen. Change your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So not obeying and not trusting are one and the same thing. Wow. And the scripture here is Zephaniah, Zephaniah chapter 3. Verse 1 and 2. I believe we have not read Zephaniah in a very long time. Hey. It's one of the minor prophets. You can't even find it, you see. You don't know the book. Turn, turn your Bible to Zephaniah, chapter 3. <laughs> and verse 1, verse 1. Zephaniah, chapter 3, and verse 1. It says, Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not. It's okay. Go ahead. Verse 2. Verse 2. It says, she obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her God. Wow. This is what I'm sharing. He says, she obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. So disobedience, disobedience is now here equated again to lack of trust in the Lord. You do not trust in God. Who will you trust in? Mm. You don't trust in the word of God. Who would you trust in? He says, she obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not nigher to her God. Not trusting, not having faith, not believing, not being obedient. You cannot come near God. You, you drew, she drew near not to her God. You cannot come near God. Can I have an amen? Amen. Amen. The contemporary English version. Today, this has been one of my favorite versions. It says, too bad for that disgusting, corrupt, and flawless city. Too bad, too bad. I mean, it is just too bad to be in this state, to not trust in God and not obey his commandment. 
He says, too bad. Say too bad. Too bad. Say too bad. Too bad. I didn't say too bad. I said too bad. Too, too bad. He says, too bad for that disgusting, corrupt, and flawless, and lawless, lawless city. Forever rebellious and rejecting correction. Mercy. Jerusalem refuses to trust or obey the Lord. He says, refuses to trust or obey obey so trust is equivalent to obedience faith is equivalent to obedience can i have an amen faith is obedience and obedience is faith so keep walking in obedience obedience is faith in action when you are obedient when you are walking in obedience you are a person who is walking in faith when you are walking in obedience you are not walking by sight you are walking by faith Amen. Through faith, your life will soon be compared to that of Abraham's. Amen. Your life will be compared to that of Abraham's. Amen. Promises will be fulfilled in your life. Through faith. Amen. You will be a great minister. Amen. Through faith. I say you will be a great minister. Amen. I see somebody Amen. receiving that blessing. Hallelujah. By faith, you are crossing every wall. By faith, you are crossing every wall. Amen. You will Amen. cross Amen. every river. By faith, Amen. by faith, you will Amen. cross every river. Amen. You will cross everything that is set as a blockade. I receive everything it. Everything that is set as a frustration, as a resistance. As I receive a it. By Amen. faith, you are crossing it. You are breaking Amen. through. Amen. Keep listening to messages. Amen. Have the right attitude. Keep listening Amen. to messages. The Amen. more preaching you listen to, the more obedience you will have. The Amen. more obedient you will become. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's not just listening to preaching on topics of faith that your faith increases. Okay. But listening, all kinds of preaching increase your faith. All kinds of preaching kinds it will increase your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That Amen. is how faith comes. Hearing by the word of God, not just preaching on faith, but whenever you hear the word of God and your attitude is postured, your position, you take a position of obedience, your attitude towards it is obedience, then you are a person who is walking in faith. Then you become a person who is increasing in faith. When we say that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, it's not just hearing it that you increase in faith, but your attitude to obey it when you have a receptive attitude, and mm. you have a position, you poise yourself, you place yourself in a mm. position to obey the word of God, and then you are increasing. Amen. Amen. Then your faith is multiplying. Amen. Then your faith is increasing. Amen. That is when you receive healing, even through the hearing of the word, even through the preaching of the word, you see that healing is coming into you. You have illness, but hearing the word of God, because of the attitude, the posture that you take, you see, it's bringing you healing. Wow. Can I have an amen? You know, yeah. let's let, let, look at this scripture here. See, your attitude towards preaching, it shows your faith. It shows your faith. And it brings manifestations into your life. Amen. It shows your faith, your obedience, yeah. how you are positioned to receive it and your belief. But this, this attitude of it doesn't have any effect on you. You will not have any benefit from it. So there's a scripture in Acts chapter, 40, Acts chapter 14 and verse 7. 
I just want to read this scripture with you and then we can close. Are you ready to close the service? I want more. Amen. Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14 and verse 7. Acts chapter 14 and verse 7. It says, And there they preach what? What did they preach? The gospel. Did they preach faith? No, the gospel. They preach the gospel. You see, when we turn, when we open the Bible and we begin to read it, set a position, set an attitude to receive it and to be ready to obey. He says, and there they preach the gospel. And there set a certain man, sat a certain man at Lystra. So you see, you should always take advantage of any place where the gospel is being preached. Whenever we are preaching the gospel, have a preparation. Come with a preparation to receive. Amen. Come with an attitude to receive. Amen. You see, set yourself ready. And I want to encourage you that one of the attitudes that we want to now even show, you see, when we come to church, we are not coming to show ourselves to the pastor or our friends or you know, our beloveds or anything like that. We are coming to show ourselves to God. We are coming before God. So mm -hmm. I want you also, even as we are at home and we are having the services, have the same posture, have the same position, prepare yourself, dress up. You see, if I, for instance, if I was coming to you today and I was wearing my pajamas and I was sitting here preaching to you in my pajamas, how, how, you tell me, you, 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 remember, you tell me how, how, what would you think of me? Remember, it's not serious. Like it's a joke. Think that I am not serious. I don't believe in what I'm doing. I don't think I'm coming before God. How can he come? How can he come before the people of God dressed in his pajamas? Isn't that what you think? You don't take your work seriously. You will no. not take my work seriously. You think it's a joke. So you see, I want us to now also show a sign of faith that truly, even though we are home, we are in our in, in our bedrooms, we are in our living rooms, we are in our kitchens, uh, except, of course, you are at work. Even though we are at home, what we are coming here on the Zoom thing to do is coming before the Lord. We are coming to receive the Lord's word. So get a position like you are coming before the Lord. Dress up. I mean, one Sunday, you are covid the covid lockdown. covid lockdown. So one Sunday that we have a, an opportunity to polish up and dress up and to do some makeup and to do your hair, revive yourself. Polish yourself. Get out of bed. Get out of bed. Mm. Don't be lying. That's why most of you can turn your videos on because you are in bed. In <laughs> darkness. I don't know. I know. <laughs> in darkness. In darkness. Yeah. Except the ones who are at work. And the ones who are at work, I know. Mercy. Yeah, right now, right now, you are not at work. Where else can you be? Yeah, really in bed. If you are not at work, where else can you be? So why can you not turn your video on if you are not at work or you are not? And I don't think on Sunday you chose to go to BJ's or Costco. Oh. And that's why you are shopping. That's why you are not on the video. I don't think you do that. No, no, no. It's no. also a lack of faith. Do you understand? That is why I've stopped talking about turn your videos on because there are some people who never will obey. <laughs> yes. uh, and I said that wherever you are, just put a background screen. If you don't know, call someone, call one of 
um, Brother Wilson, Pastor Chiani, all these wonderful high-tech people, they will show you what, how to put a background on your screen so that even you look at, you are at, um, you are at, um, you, are, you, you, you are in a basement apartment, but you look like you are in a mansion. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, I like my library. You are like in a library. You know, I like that. I like and that. sitting down and receiving the word of God. Are you understand? So your attitude, it shows your obedience. Amen. And your obedience shows your faith. Amen. You see, you don't like my message. But oh, that's I love good. it. Amen. Reverend, it's a good message. I love it. Keep preaching. Okay. So this scripture that I'm reading, it says, and there, verse 7, and there they preach the gospel. There they preach the gospel. You see, it says, and there sat a certain man, okay, and there they preach the gospel, verse 8, and there sat a certain man at Lystra, mm. impotent in his feet. Impotent. Impotent in your feet means that you are crippled. Yeah, no power. Being, and the Bible, if you don't understand it, it's explaining to you what is impotent in his feet means. It says, being a cripple from his mother's womb, mm. who never had walked. Are you hearing me? Yes. So they, they, they went to a place. If you start from the beginning, you we don't have time to read all of that. But this is Paul Barnabas. They went to a place and they were preaching. They were preaching the gospel. So in this place, that place where they were preaching at Lystra, sat this man. He was impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Mm. You know, sometimes let me tell you something. You know, sometimes we, if you, you can assess your life and see and analyze your life and see that your faith increases when you have an impotency in your life. True, you are preaching. You are preaching. Your faith notice when some difficult situation is in your life. Infirmity. That's so true. Your faith increases when you have a certain sickness that the doctors don't have diagnosis of. When the doctors cannot have any medication to help you. That is when your faith increases. But you don't need to be in that state. I'm advising you that always have the right attitude towards the word of God. Amen. Have the right perception, reception towards the word of God. Have the right reception that you are ready, the readiness to obey. And you receive, you don't need to have, you don't need to be crippled from your mother's womb. You don't need to be impotent from your mother's womb before you have the right attitude towards the word of God. So he says, and there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Now look at this, the next verse. He says, the same, the same man heard Paul speak, heard the man of God preach, wow. who steadfastly beholding him. Mm. He, his eyes, his posture, the way he was sitting, he, was, he, he, he had an attitude that the man was believing what the preacher was saying. Mm. He said the same heard Paul speak. There were other people, there were several. But the same man, this cripple, born in his mother's womb, who had never walked before, he heard Paul speak, who steadfastly holding him and perceiving, the preacher perceived, the preacher had a feeling the preacher could see that this man's posture 
this man's position, the way he's looking, the way his face is looking, the way his heart, the way his eyes are looking, he perceived that he had faith to be healed. Amen. Faith posture. Wow. He had faith to be healed. So the next verse, the next verse said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Mm. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. So your position, your attitude towards the word of God, it shows that you have faith to receive. And whenever you have faith, it says it moves mountains. It moves crippled, born at birth. Born crippled at birth. That faith, your obedience, your attitude of obedience to the word of God, it will move every darkness from your life. If you can have faith, say amen. 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 Say amen. Amen. Give it and say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we are thankful and grateful. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray, Lord, that you increase us in faith. We pray, Lord, give us a spirit of obedience. In the name of Jesus, we come against the spirit that came upon Saul that made him disobedient to your commandments, to your word. And for that reason, Lord, the anointing was as though there was no power. Father, when there's lack of faith, when there's lack of obedience, the anointing that is upon our lives has no power, has no effect. It cannot heal. It cannot restore. For Saul was as though he had never been anointed and was because of disobedience. I pray, Lord, against the spirit of disobedience in the congregation. Again, the spirit of disobedience upon everyone that is under the sound of my voice. Lord, set us free from the spirit of disobedience. Deliver us from the spirit of disobedience. Fill us, Lord, with the right attitude, the attitude to obey the commandments of God, the attitude to accept your word, the attitude to respond to your word. May we never react to your word, but may we respond to your word in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord for this great revelation that our obedience to your word our obedience to instructions is a sign of our faith it is counted towards faith towards you in the name of Jesus father we are grateful and we are thankful help us Lord to be obedient help us Lord to be obedient children help us Lord to obey your commandment we give you glory we give you honor in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, wherever you are, you are listening to me this afternoon, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ as your Savior, to give your life to Jesus. If you are listening to me right now and you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. I want to welcome Jesus into my life. I want to receive Jesus as my master. If that is your prayer right now, I want you to lift up your hands wherever you are and I want to pray with you wherever you are. I want you to lift up your hands and I want to pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Christ as my Lord 
and as my savior. I want to welcome Jesus into my life. If that is your prayer, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus as your master, as your savior? Anyone here like that? Wonderful. If you are receiving Christ this afternoon, you are giving your life to Jesus, just say this prayer with me. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned against you, Lord. I have sinned against you, Lord. I come before you with a heart of repentance. I come before you with a heart of repentance. I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. Forgive me from all my sins. Forgive me from all my sins. Say, wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Say, cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I receive you as my Lord. I receive you as my Lord. I receive you as my master. I receive you as my master. I receive you as my savior. I receive you as my savior. Come into my life. Come into my life. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 My God and King. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at Kodesh Family Church, located at 1734 Williams Bridge Road, Bronx, New York, at 12 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you. I see.